Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Ann Friedman. I'm Aminatsu, so... This is an episode where we just talk about things that happened in culture all year long. As sort of like a things to watch or listen to or read while you're ignoring your relatives slash relaxing during the holidays. <laughs> Sold. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. I guess we're already reviewing 2014, even though it's not the end. Yeah. Do important things happen in the last month of the year, though? Important culture things? You know, last year, Pusha T released an album after I decided what my favorite albums of 2013 were, and I was very upset. So, you know, sometimes things drop. (laughs) I mean, late-breaking Beyonce, too. That was pretty late (laughs) in the year. Yeah, but it was like, it was still early enough that it made it, right? Right. Ugh, Pusha T, don't don't hurt my feelings. Does that mean we're talking about music first? I guess so. So, (laughs) I don't know, Anne. I mean, I guess you've known me for a long time. There was a time where I cared a lot about music, hashtag. And then, I don't know what happened. Like, either I'm, like, getting older or I'm more... I just have, like, more stuff to do. I just, like, do not care about music in the way that I used to. And it, like, mildly amuses me. There was a very annoying article about this recently that tried to make lots of social arguments for why older people care less about music, but really it didn't take into account we're just super busy. (laughs) I know, right? Like, we're busy. But also, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't care about, like, the in music. I listen to a lot of top 40, like, pop music, and that makes me happy. It's, like, all I want to hear about. That's fine. <laughs> in fact, I feel like a lot of older people have a lot of have have insecurities about not knowing the pop music the kids are into these days. It's the opposite. Gotta listen to that car music. <laughs> so, that's, that's how you stay on top of the kids. It is true. Kiss FM is the only thing that keeps me pop music relevant. <laughs> I don't know what the like the equivalent for that in the Bay Area is. But there is one station. I obviously, like, don't drive, like, or I'm never in a car, but I have um, this radio app, LOL. Um, and there's, like, two things I love about the Bay Area. One, there is a station that definitely only plays ludicrous. <laughs> Every time I'm on the dial, I'm like, how, like, ludicrous again? He has, like, 17 songs. I don't understand. And it's, like, all time of day or night. But the, um, the whatever, the Top 40 station is pretty good. I don't remember what it's called, but it's pretty good. Like, solid Taylor Swift rotation this week. So, 2014 picks from you, Taylor Swift, obviously. I mean, obviously. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift's everything. Um, I really like Tinashe. I, um, I think this, she's, like, reminding me a lot of Janet Jackson and, like, her, like, how sensual she is and everything. You know, it's just, like, good like getting through a party music like the end of the party sexy time music i really enjoy that 
I've been listening to a lot of Hooray for the Riff Raff. I really like that young lady. I think she is really rad. And it's it's kind of my, like, work time music. Listen to you trying to pretend you don't listen to cool music. I do. What are you talking about? Hooray for the Riff Raff is cool. That's what I'm saying. You were like, oh, oh I don't keep up with music anymore. And you were just like, I mean, not really. Cool I like. <laughs> You know, I'm not like, uh, here's my like 17 obscure humans. This is all like NPR certified. Oh my god, I was just about to say that I am sh- so ashamed by the NPR first listen tilt of all of my, all of the stuff I've listened to this year. <laughs> you gotta get content somewhere. Also, NPR, um, those first listens were good. Didn't I think they had the one for Jenny Lewis and I spent so much time on the NPR website because of it. Oh man, can we discuss Jenny Lewis for one moment? Talk, talk to me about Jenny Lewis. White ladies have a lot of Jenny Lewis feels. Talk so, to me. So I I have never, I mean, as you know, I have been known to, to mock Rilo Kylie while also knowing all of the lyrics. <laughs> or many what? of the lyrics. Um, not mock, but just like, I don't know. There's, there's something about it that I'm sort of like, yeah, this is a nice pop song, but I don't really feel like obsessed with it or super into it. And that's crazy it, but, well and I was going to say that changed with this new Jenny Lewis album and I um, I kind of realized a few weeks in that it was all I was listening to I'm not gonna break for you I'm not gonna pray for you I'm not gonna pay for you that's not what ladies do You know, 30-something kava-drinking lady vibes <laughs> is, is how I feel about that. <laughs> you didn't feel this way about the what was the Jenny Lewis and the Watson Twins album? Because I feel Definitely that for not. me, that was the Jenny Lewis turning point. I went to that show by myself. I lived in Austin. Pretty sure I was going through a friend breakup. <laughs> and there was supposed to be two of us at the show, and there was only one. The album is, like, very core to me. I was like, oh, maybe I could fall in love one day. <laughs> What's the cover on that album? There's, Don't they do a cover? There are a couple songs from that album that I that I liked, but I was not into it in the repeated, oh, shit, I've been listening to nothing else kind of way. You weren't, like, rabbit fur coat forever. I was not rabbit fur coat forever. <laughs> um, I also think, I'm just going to say it, I have, like an like, an ex- Disney star prejudice against her that I don't hold against more mainstream ex-Disney pop stars because for some reason it like fits with their narrative but because she went all post-Disney I like I'm I'm not saying that this is like an I mean I think that this is kind of a shameful personal assessment <laughs> but, yes no I 100% agree with that <laughs> but I judge a little bit I judge I won't lie it was so long ago also was it Disney or Nickelodeon I don't know but you because know that kind of the child. I mean, vibe. there's a, mm, I don't know. There's a difference. Disney stars, Nickelodeon stars. Somebody <laughs> fact check this. <laughs> where are they now? <laughs> where Where are they now? Um, How alt are they yeah. now? I don't know. That's funny. I guess I didn't live in America in that time slash. Maybe I'm a little too young. Um, but yeah, I've never associated her with like whatever the show was salute your shorts whatever my troops or whatever it's called unclear <laughs> <laughs> like that thing applaud I'm my vague- troops <laughs> yes applaud my troops i'm like vaguely aware of it but like kind of don't care yeah. enough 
Mm, what else have we been listening to? Oh, I've been, uh, I like the new Khalees album a lot. It was really good. Well done, Khalees. Another NPR first listen. Fantagram was great. But for me, really, this was the year of Drake. I fell in love with Drake all over again. You know, I love Drake, and I didn't think he could surpass himself, and he did. He just... Like, what a delightful human. Tell me you read Gia Tolentino's incredible interview with Drake's vocal coach. Uh, no. It's on my to-read list. Well, Next, we'll talk about how I haven't read anything this year. It's fine. I just want to let you know you're in for a treat, and it made me love Drake so much. I mean, obviously it's a woman, right, that is, yeah. like, teaching him all those modulations. It's like a, a middle-aged southern white lady who seems awesome. And everything Drake does is for the moms. Like, he's on the record about this. (laughs) He has done everything perfectly this year. From just his, like, investment in the Raptors, his Instagram is on fire, to the music, (laughs) the emoji tattoo. Yeah, no, this was the year of Drake. I mean, maybe every year is the year of Drake. And I I also love the definitive Drake answer about the, is it praying hands or high five? Like, incredible. Obviously, praying uh, hands. I mean, obviously. Um, yeah, no, Drake can do no wrong. Damn. Fuck how it was in the past tense. Ask yourself, how do we match up now? Because I'm only 27 and I'm only getting better. If I haven't passed you yet, watch me catch up now, for real. Another thing that's been interesting for me this year, and I don't know if it's because I, like, move from the East Coast or because I work around, like, tech people, I've been listening to so much more rap music. <laughs> It makes me very happy. It's like in the morning, I only get ready to rap music. I like walk to my bus to like listening to very angry rap music. And it's been it's been a very good experience. Get your game face on. I know, right? So my recommendations on this front are Bobby Shmurda. Love you, Bobby Shmurda. Probably like he is not a good person, but he has great lyrics. I don't think much what? music we endorse is because they're good people, though. Let's be honest. I don't know. Some people are good people. Jenny Lewis is good people. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Drake, Drake is good people. I know, but you know, some of these some of these people are problematic. Um, <laughs> so love Bobby Shmurda. Love Rich Homie Kwan. Love Rich Gang. Love Young Thug. But my favorite music news of the entire year is that Remy Ma finally came home from jail. And I love her. And I think that she's going to do so great next year. She's like already dropping like featuring beats on other people's music. And it's great. 
2K15 preview. I'm, I'm the queen. Yeah, yeah, I got a crown, ho. Yeah, I wet bitches. Yeah, yeah, I try to drown hoes. Yeah, this is Punisher. Yeah, yeah, I ground hoes. Yeah, I don't play that. Yeah, yeah, homie the clown hoes. Yeah, she a deuce. Yeah, yeah, she got chopped up. Yeah, these pussies loose. Yeah, yeah, she got fucked up. Yeah, you act bougie. Yeah, you get stuck up. I'm about a dollar. Yeah, yeah, you get bucked up. Yeah, no, you're running off. She's like, uh, her Instagram game is also perfect. She's like, like she hashtags everything I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, you are around. I love you. Thank you for coming home. I love it. My um my sort of like kind of adult easy listening, but like but still upbeat that I can work to music of this year was that Sincane album. Which wow. I feel like it's I, I, I really struggle to find things that are chill, but not like very downbeat and depressing that I can kind of have on in the background, which is not to say that I think it's background music. I think it is a great album, but I did, I did a lot of solid work for that this year. Another good NPR first listen. I mean, Thank you, definitely. DFA Records. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel also, no, you know, that, that's like, like my favorite lyric of the year is from that record where he's like, you know, I love you, but you're mean. And I, I was mean. like, thank you. I was like, please say that like 10,000 more times. Um, God, I also just feel bad about all the hating on NPR First Listen we're doing because clearly we rely on them. <laughs> I'm not hating on NPR First Listens. NPR First Listens are an integral part of my music diet, so thank you, NPR. You know, the saddest thing for me is when I go to look up something that, that I see mentioned somewhere where I'm like, I should actually listen to that album, and I missed the NPR First Listen like six months ago, and I'm just like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? That's right, and gotta be paying attention. I know. And and um the new Perfume Genius album, which I think is yes. incredible. So good. Yep. No family. talk about movies now <laughs> we're like we've covered music let's talk about movies i mean gotta keep it moving no it's true so you know i when we first had this conversation i was like oh i haven't seen any movies in the theater this year but then i realized that i just i moved and i forgot about the whole first half of my year <laughs> i was like oh that was in 2014 i yeah, I was going around telling everybody I haven't been to movie theater all year, and apparently that's not true. So I'm just going to put this out there. The Lego movie is the best movie I saw all year. I love the I Lego movie. I don't care what anybody says. It was like the stoner comedy of the year, and it was delightful. The Lego movie was one of two movies that I saw alone and stoned this year. Uh, the other one was Gravity. Like, Oh my god, that's intense. Um, So I accidentally because of the aforementioned stoner situation, 
uh, I accidentally bought like a some, like a fucking twenty dollar three D ArcLight ticket in L A. <laughs> and um, and ended up you know in in the kind of like um, L A movie nerd like we're throwing all of our like high tech cinema experience at you uh, for Gravity. And I, while I wouldn't have planned it that way, I feel like it was awesome. And now I can never watch Gravity again because that was the the lone experience for me. I definitely, yeah. I had a moment. I'm pretty sure I saw Gravity last year, but it was like the same. It's like I saw Gravity, and it, yeah, these is this is Shit, all 2013 for year? me. <laughs> it was it was 2013 stoner <laughs> Anne, but who knows? You could have seen it this year. Um, there's no know. shame in your movie game. <laughs> But it was one of those, like, I saw that, and then the next day I saw 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, definitely in 2013. And I was like, I'm never watching another movie about space, and I'm never watching another movie about slavery, because all of my emotions are just, like, gone. Um, what else did we see this year? Um, didn't you like Boyhood? Yes. I did. I, I did. I liked it. But um, it left me really bummed out about, like, moms. Just like the plight of momhood. And I know that lots of people wrote about this and um, that's not necessarily like an original female takeaway from this movie. But um, so that was one thing I thought I was just like, you know, it's probably a little too real about um, having to be the parent who does the day in and day out, not the cool parent work. Um, But uh, I also it also really left me wanting uh, a girlhood movie that wasn't trying to make some statement about girlhood and how it's tough or how girls are under siege or about, you know, not not something like um, 13, like, you know, troubled teen girls, like not like Welcome to the Dollhouse, just sort of like a, you know, a, a, an equivalent movie about a, a female experience. I want to um, make a movie called Girls Are Under Siege. <laughs> it <would> be epic. <laughs> protect your girlhood Um, i mean it would be like under siege but like instead of like 80s steven seagal it's all just like girls being total badass (laughs) i mean so just like regular girls all the time (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) that's funny Um, um what else what else did we see oh i remember i think i saw like grand budapest hotel in like too many planes this year was that this year? I think so. I think that was last year. I mean, I definitely watched it on a plane this year. I definitely also watched it on a plane. <laughs> yes, that's this year, March 7, 2014. Yeah, that movie was so weird. I think I watched it like four or five times. And uh, I think it's our friend, Amanda Matos, who said this. She was like, it's it's like a Fabergé egg, beautiful, but n- like it holds no function. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, that is the best way to describe that movie. Thank you. It's true. I haven't been, like, super taken by by anything movies. It's also because I don't give a shit about the Oscars anymore. Right. I'm not a good student of pop culture this year. I think it, it's totally justifiable to be more into TV than movies these days. I mean... Like, that is... Yes. That's what's going on. Oh, one thing, one plug that I will make, and I have no shame about, I saw every, every Kevin Hart movie this year, and those Rank were... them, please. Those were delightful. Ride Along was great. Think Like a Man too. Like, who knew there could be a movie better than Think Like a Man? Um, <laughs> and about last night, I just, yeah, I love, I love watching these, like, rom-coms with just, like, people of color in them uh, are great. Also, Kevin Hart is one of those guys where it's finally his wave has come, and it is a delight <laughs> to just watch him ride the, like, fame wave. He's like, I've been here all along. Like, fuck all of you. I mean, three movies 
I I did not realize that Kevin Hart was carrying three movies in 2014. I know, he has like five movies next year. It's crazy. That man is everywhere. Um, this was a good year for documentaries, though. I will say I watch a ton of documentaries. The Roger Ebert doc, Life Itself, is is so, 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 so great. Um, Did you cry? I will cry when I watch it. I mean, I cried. I love, I love yeah. Roger Ebert. R.I.P. Still miss you. I... I still read like all of my reviews of my favorite movies on his website and it's yeah no but the documentary is really well made the Elaine Stritch documentary was really funny and delightful also the Edward Snowden documentary was beautifully made even though ugh, Snowden (laughs) (laughs) I have many problems but I really like uh, Laura Poitras's work and the, and this documentary is good because you like see her struggle with how much she wants to put herself in the documentary when she's like oh, clearly an integral part of the story. Um, there was also a Vivian Meyer documentary yes. that I did not see that I would love to see. So, I mean, I feel like this whole conversation for me is just like, yes, stuff I would love to see that I never got around to. I mean, this, the other thing that's true is that like I do like a huge bulk of my movie watching between Thanksgiving and New Year's. So good thing we're talking about it now. <laughs> I know because I don't I don't have any other I don't have like time in my life to watch things that are not television or like read articles. <laughs> Punches and bunches, punches is thrown into your frontless. Oodles and noodles, bang bullets that suckers noodles. Last album voodoo, prove that we was fucking brutal. I'm talking crazy, half past the clock is cuckoo. You rappers doodle, baby shit, just basic boo boo. I'm talking voodoo, massa muscle, my money buku, my beast. Tell me all your favorite TV this year, Anne. Well, I had a very intense, transparent binge, which I don't think I would have made the effort to see. You know how bad I am about watching things when they first come out. Um, I know, this is shocking. But I I had some good friends who worked on it, and so I felt kind of personally invested. It was one of those things where I hate almost every character deeply, or am at the very least annoyed, but was was super held and compelled by it. So that and and there's also it's really good at doing and I'm I'm trying to think of another show that is as good at this, um, but at at those kind of like moments that don't really add up to anything that don't feel totally tangential to the plot because you know you're obviously still getting to know the character through them but also aren't explicitly like and here is how this moves this one hour drama forward um and I really love that like you know this idea that you're just kind of you know peering in on someone's life and and getting a slice of that in in tv and I I think that's something that obviously has become associated with like with lots of highbrow hour-long dramas but Anyway, so that, and because of Moro's caftans, like just a woman in a caftan forever and ever. And, um, I mean, right. So So, good. Um, all of that. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I hated it, but I loved it. (laughs) I really like, um, that because I guess it's like a, something I'm not super aware of just like the very like LA Jewish experience. I really enjoyed like easing into that in the show i thought that was really well done yeah and and you know it it is pretty it is pretty delightful to to get i mean i am not jewish and that is not the world i grew up in i'm still sort of 
and it, you know it definitely is like a like an LA lifer kind of perspective on on the city too and and I also I really love that I think that you know the the lifelong New Yorker or the several generations in New York is kind of a thing that's been explored before but but I I haven't really seen the treatment of LA as a real as a real city um and granted this is sort of like a, a specific slice of like upper class LA but um but yeah that's that is like a bonus treat for me them them making references to like certain restaurants or whatever <laughs> it's like a, it's like a cheap thrill so, so just like entourage I basically. mean there's like a sexual like come on that involves the pupusa lady and that's just everything <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny I think this has been big TV year right uh I obviously really enjoyed Broad City oh, who doesn't like Broad forever, City ever. just like great ladies I've really been also enjoying the second season of High Maintenance. Yes. I didn't think the first season could be topped. And also just, like, my go-to classics. Like, I'm obsessed with The Good Wife, and it only gets better and better and better. And I was like, thank you, just Julianne Margulies, for all of your, like, contributions to television genius. I'm committed to not... So, so for years, basically decades, I've been saying that sometime when I have a major injury or illness, I'm finally going to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer and figure out what the fuss is about. Oh my god, please tell me everything. I've right. never seen it. But <laughs> but now I'm kind of thinking that maybe The Good Wife has jumped the queue and I'm never actually going to ever watch Buffy. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. You're missing out on a lot by not watching The Good Wife. It's I think that it's the smartest of the cable TV shows that deals with technology and pop culture and politics and it's very timely weirdly like those fools had a bitcoin like entire arc before bitcoin was it's even it's like a law thing. and order but for politics and and policy <laughs> okay you uh, that that's not going to work but I'm going to let it slide this one Ripped time from the headlines um, <laughs> i have been i've been obsessed with a show on showtime called the affair it's so good Tell me what it is. I've it's never even so, heard of this show. Oh my god. It's obviously about marriage. Like, 70% of good TV shows are about marriage. Like, always. <laughs> so, this one is about Dominic Cooper from The Wire, LOL, and this woman, Ruth Wilson from Luther, who are having an affair during a New York summer, upstate New York. Each episode is split with the two main characters' perspectives. Mm-hmm on the affair and what's going on and it's just like fascinating to see how your like own perceptions color your actions Mm -hmm. right and so in the character split like their clothes will even look different because they remember things differently and in dominic cooper's eyes like he's he's like much handsomer and like much richer and always like better dressed and (laughs) (laughs) you know like all all of these things it's like ah like men thinking they're better dressed than they really are is real (laughs) Yeah, no, men men are crazy. I've been watching a lot of Justified. Justified is my everything. We obviously all watched, maybe not you, but we all <laughs> watched True Detective this year. And that was a delightful communal television experience, I will I say. I mean, I'm still trying to get around to Breaking Bad. A True Detective is like... A... <laughs> I, I'm... Yeah, you're going to need... Like, I don't know the amount of, like, medical issues that it's gonna take for you to catch up on this i think you should just let it go it's okay the sheer hours investment this is the problem i have with watching like serialized tv in real time i just i have a hard time sticking to a weekly schedule for anything it's 30 to 45 minutes a week of your time (laughs) it's like how my parents used to try to get me to go to church like an hour a week for the lord is not that much like i (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, except that it is. It's like you have to drive there, then you have to make the small talk, and then the small talk after, Thank and you. then everybody has to go to lunch. Where were you? That's when I thirty was a minutes. That easily turns into three hours. <laughs> so I'm not. <laughs> you can tell your parents talk to me about this. I'm not buying okay. it. Um, I don't know. There was some good like HBO comedy. Veep was extra this year. It was just perfect. Um, Silicon Valley was lol. We oh, watched yes, that together. I did watch all of Silicon Valley and <laughs> was greatly amused. <laughs> yeah, I really like this season of Girls. Basically, what I'm saying is that I watch all of the TV. Like I, I like I watch Prestige TV. I watch Crab TV. Atlanta Housewives is maybe my favorite TV show. Um, <laughs> it's like it's perfect. I think that's where all of my free time goes. Like, everybody has a thing that's, like, their time suck, and for me, it's catching up on, like, television. I'm gonna write, like, an I don't know how she does it article about your media consumption. (laughs) I mean, I know how I do it. I just, all I do is TV. (laughs) You, I mean, you also have friends. (laughs) You also, like, like, consume other internet. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I dropped a lot of friends this year. I think it's just yeah it's like if it's a reality tv show on bravo or vh1 or mtv i'm there Maybe this is why I don't read enough. I mean, okay, transition to books. You clearly have also read lots of books this year. I know it. No, I have not read lots of books this year, actually. I mean, all of the Roxanne Gay books. I mean, yes. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> Required reading. There were two of those. Let's be real. There were two of those. I think that Roxanne won, like, writing this year. I don't... It's not a competition, but if it were, just, like, give her the crown and walk away. It is true. Books, magazines, Um, Twitter, all of the things. Yeah, no, she was, like, the Kevin Hart of books this year. (laughs) She was everywhere. All of it. And also, you know, basically a one-woman, high, low, serious, funny, like, she has it all. No, totally. She, like, she has it all. She's really smart. She's just, like diversified her portfolio of offerings um she was like she was just everywhere it's like every week you turn around new roxanne gay book i was like what (laughs) um but it was really good so obviously like i read bad feminist and i loved it and that was a book of essays i just i think that roxanne is the first time that i've read um somebody say that they used to like not call themselves a feminist or whatever and i didn't immediately roll my eyes or was annoyed (laughs) because I, like, got where they were coming from, but also, like, very few people are as delightful as Roxanne, so there's that. A lot of leeway. (laughs) And she's, like, our nation's foremost expert on Sweet Valley High, so I just, like, she can do I thought you were going to say our nation's foremost expert on Ina Garten. (laughs) I mean, that too. (laughs) I I saw Ina Garten tweeted her recently, and I lost my shit. It was so Finally. I was sort of like, finally. Wow. Like, like, welcome to the club, Ina. I know. How do we get her on the show? How do we, like, get Ina to kick Jeffrey out and make Roxanne, like, a permanent cast member? I mean, goals. Maybe that's on the 2K15 wish list as well. (laughs) No, totally. And then I also read her other novel, Untamed State, that was really hard to read. 
And, you know, like, I was like, this is going to be a great beach read. And then I'm in tears on the beach, (laughs) like, having having a lot of emotion. But it was, yeah, it was just, like, very beautiful. I read it in two days, in part because it was incredibly written, but also in part because I was like, I don't know if I can drag this out into more of my life because it is so intense and all-consuming. And I mean that in the best possible way, but you're, you're totally right when you say it was hard. Yeah, it was really, really hard. Um, I What else did I read this year? Uh, I read the um, Thomas Piketty book, but um, I will say this. I read it in French because whatever. That's my first language. Oh my so all you economists, holler at your girl. Humble brag gift. <laughs> I mean, like, this is, this is brag brag. Um, <laughs> it was very boring, but it was also good. It was like, you know, it's like, here's how I'm going to keep up with, like, all of my European family. And here's the one, th- like, boring thing we can talk about. Um, Pause button. Like, good, good? Like, you were like, can't get wait, can't wait to get home and get back into capital right now? No, like, <laughs> good, like, oh, remember when I had a crush on that economics professor in college? <laughs> if he had assigned this book, I would be reading it right now. <laughs> like, that kind right. of good. I'm re- so it was a special relationship you had with the book. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And also, like, I read it way earlier in the year. I read it in French. I just, you know, I think that I, like, talk a lot about my lowbrow loves. So every once in a while, I got to toot my own horn about, okay. Fair enough. I got this. Um, I just read the Amy Poehler book. Yes, please. And? And so I have not read many of the celebrity, like, self-helpy books. I've never read the Mindy Kaling one. I, um, you know my feelings about Tina Fey, ugh. So I can't, like, compare it to any of them, but I generally enjoyed this. I enjoyed that, like, Amy Poehler is not, you know, she's, like, the opposite of lean in. She's just like, girl, lean out. Like, some of this stuff is not your problem. hmm Is it really a memoir? I mean, I, I, um, I read, you know, Amanda Hess kind of did a joint review of a lot of famous ladies' memoir comedy books and sort of like pointed out um that it it can be really difficult for especially women like amy poehler who have just been through a divorce or who have gone through other stuff in their personal lives that they clearly don't want to talk about but also want to write a book that feels personal like that tension is was anyway to her like on display and i haven't read the book no totally it's like she you know like i think she's just like yeah this part of my life sucked and i don't really want to talk about it which i think is fair um i don't think that you owe anybody like those parts of your life but i i did really appreciate like her chronicling like how she got to where she was in comedy and a lot of it like she gives a lot of like really solid advice anything that she gives some like very good call your girlfriend type advice tough love and she also talks about just like calling out people who offend you professionally in these like very profound ways <laughs> and I was like yes yeah so like I said the opposite of Lehman great <laughs> um I read a fantastic memoir this year which I think is just now coming out um that uh Thomas Page McBee wrote about sort of about his gender transition but not really kind it really is like the best way to describe it is just like a memoir um and i just thought it was really really well done and 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 kind of like um similar to an untamed state like really it also deals with abuse so it's like i think subject matter wise that's why it's making me recall it but tough to read in places for sure 
but um but it's also kind of short and it's it's broken up really nicely and kind of jumps around in time in a way that um that I don't know that I really that I really appreciated and that I think that most memoirs are chronological and don't really don't really play with like the fact that your memory doesn't work that way. You know, you don't like sit down and think about your life from day one moving forward. It's like experiences like trigger certain memories. And um, I don't know. So I, I was kind of like on a on a writing level, like nerding about the structure. But I also really like was into the story. Oh, awesome. I will put that on the list for like it Christmas to Alive. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, do it. Oh, we good. What else did we read? Did you read anything else? I mean, I read a lot of stuff that wasn't like 2014 books. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It's like, it's, I, w- I was like thinking about like, what did I read this year? And it's like, you know. You're like, I finally like, caught up on my Susan Sontag. I did actually. I read On Photography this year for the first time. Or like, you know, oh, that Laurie Moore album or album <laughs> book novel we, I've been God, meaning to get if to. Only that Laurie right. Moore album forever. Confusing Laurie Moore and Laurie Anderson again. But uh, but yeah, like I, I one of my favorite books I read this year actually was a collection of short stories that I think is from last year um, by Claire Vay Watkins called Battleborn. They're all sort of set in the rural American West. And it feels like if you could give Cormac McCarthy like a more female sensibility, that sounds really like lit class douchey. <laughs> but um, but I, I really I love because it, it was kind of like that violent foreboding t- sort of short story set in like a desolate Western landscape, but also like very emotionally raw and daring. I don't know. I was super into it. And um, it's called Battleborn. I, I endorse that highly. That's good. Um Okay, I'm going to put that on my list, too. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I didn't... Oh, I read a book called The Innovators, also, about the, like, innovators in tech. It's, like, your standard mill. Here's why all of these, like, boy wonders are really good. But one thing that I really liked about the book is that it put Ada Lovelace in, um, just, like, in context of who she was in technology and why she's so important. And I think that it's the first time that I've read any, like, significant text on technology and hackers and the history of that and that anybody bothered to mention that there were actually women who were really who were a substantial part of the tech movement and like are that we should credit for a lot of the work that was done so that was so that was very surprising and delightful i mean i enjoyed it awesome and like mostly i read a ton of management books but i'm not gonna out myself and say which ones here i don't think there were any good ones that came out this year but yeah in general you know we're gonna get an email being like tell me your management book (laughs) maybe i'll just like make a list for the website the people want to (laughs) know the people want to know oh and then i read the lena dunham book that i really liked so yeah it's like that's my year in books i read like seven books yes Mm -hmm. i mean busy we're busy (laughs) and we watch a lot of tv sorry If you're listening to us, please record a period anthem. Like, that's highly important to us. <laughs> I feel like we have to... How did we get started talking about this? I think it was the last episode we were like, what song do we play when we talk about our periods? And we, like, couldn't come up with the exact Yeah, there was, like, one. nothing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, we want that. I want, like... 
really good celebrity memoirs. <laughs> I just, I feel, I feel that the last good like celeb memoir I read was the Barbara Walters one. It was just like covered a ton of stuff. And I was like, please, like, I need people to, I need people to do work on this level again. Right. Um, I want, I want all of the Oprah Winfrey show to be available on Netflix. Like, that would make me very happy. Wow. I, you're blowing my mind right now. Things I hadn't even thought to hope for. That's, I mean, that's what I want. I want, like, the entire catalog of Oprah on Netflix. Oh, my, on a related note, can we just talk about how there are no seasons of Murphy Brown even available on DVD? Like, let's get what? that somewhere. Yeah. So basically only, the, and it's a random season. It's not even the first one. Like, there's only like one season of Murphy Brown available on DVD and there were eight. So like not only DVD, but can we get that on Amazon? Yeah. Or like somebody Netflix needs, or something. Somebody needs to get on this. All of these like bad catalogs. Yeah. So those are my, that's my wish list for 2015. Oh, and a Remy Ma album. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. I mean, that seems like a decent place to close out the year. <laughs> <laughs> not the year, not even the year, like to uh, head into the holidays. I yeah, no, we'll definitely see all you fools before christmas definitely um let's see you can uh find us online at callyourgirlfriend.com and on itunes uh you can follow us on twitter at call yrgf or send us an email at call yrgf at gmail.com see you on the internet see you on the internet <laughs>